The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. In a fast-paced world... Every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. The Brighter Side is brought to you by Audible.com. Go to audibletrial.com slash brighter side for your free trial. Thank you for tuning into the brighter side this week. And uh, like always, uh, when something crazy happens, when something serious happens, we like to address it as it's going down rather than in the past. And uh, last time we had to talk about the Eric Gardner protest. And it is a very sad thing that we have to have the same conversation and about what's going on in the world and why this keeps happening and why the why everyone's so pissed off and. I don't know where my place is in this. I don't know what I'm supposed to do to make this a better situation for people. And so uh, the only thing that we have is this show. And uh, and I think that the only thing that we can do to help the situation is uh, personally us is to talk about it and is to raise awareness and make sure people know about what's going on. So uh, that's what we're going to be doing here today on the brighter side. And we're going to try and find the good out of this. I don't know what it is. But uh, hopefully hopefully we can come to some kind of conclusion. Uh, thank you, everyone, for showing up. Uh, Amber, as always. Cena, yep. my co-host. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Uh, Sam, love you, as always. Uh, joining us is a good friend of mine from the city of Baltimore, Mr. Mike Pauly. How you doing? Good. How are you? Non-comedian, construction worker. Stunting. Man, man of the street. Stunting in some Orioles gear. Yeah, head to toe. He had an Orioles jacket nose over nose. his Orioles <laughs> jersey while having an Orioles hat on. Is that a baseball, <laughs> is that a baseball team? Yeah, yeah. They're, yeah but uh, if, more than that, they love birds. Oh, okay. And uh, joining us is our protest official uh, correspondent, uh, Mr. Jordan Temple. How you doing, buddy? Um, I'm depressed. It's we all are, man. We're we're gonna work through it a little bit today. Very depressed. All right, and uh, and basically, and if we piss you off, you gotta let us know immediately. Don't let it just scoot by. If we say something that sounds horrible, oh, you know, sure correct you us, please. Uh, I yeah. I mean, I also like horrible things. It helps me deal with it. But it <laughs> Fair has enough. To be, it has to be funny. Mike, you're from Baltimore, buddy. Uh. What's it like when you were driving to work every day? And is that different than it is now, or what? You see the boarded up houses every day you drive to work. There's five houses on the street that people live in. Yeah. 
you know what the police do. Like, you're burning down your own neighborhood. What they're doing is justified. They're just doing it the wrong way. You want to go after somebody, go after the people are doing it to you. Last year, last year in Baltimore, there was a raid on the jails. Where yeah. over 30 correctional officers were arrested for being gang members and bringing drugs, cell phones. In Baltimore, a year or two ago, they found a gun in Baltimore City Jail. 30 mm-hmm. correctional officers were arrested because of corruption in the system. Yeah. Wow. That's insane. What I put a saying? picture up two days ago on Facebook that I took five years ago on Baltimore Street outside of Crazy John's where a guy was shocked for a taser for waiting for his car. When he was laying in the street, a police was kicking him, telling him to stop resisting while I could hear the taser across the street still going, the cops kicking him, stop moving, stop resisting. He's shaking in the street. So is that, is that, are you illustrating the fact that it's it's not a race, it's just cops? It's not a race thing. It's, it's a cop thing. The problem thing. is we're letting it turn to a race thing to divide us. Right, we're right. all Americans. Heroin problem. Pain pills. They're all white people doing the drugs, buying from the black people from Mount Park Heights. They're over in Dundalk hustling because the white people are buying. It's not a black and white thing. We ride over fucking sporting events. I've read a lot about this as well. Soccer games, hockey. Yeah, but the cops don't really beat down the white people at the sporting events is the problem. But But, but we're saying it's a black thing. They're riding their animals. Yeah, no, they're just worried about this wrong. But yeah. it seems like it's it's now transcending race and becoming a class issue as well, and mm-hmm. it's weird merging that's happening. How do you feel about that, Jordan? Do you believe that it's also classism as well as racism, or do you think it's predominantly just racism? I think it's classism as well as racism, but the real problem when it comes to black people, uh, if it's a race problem, which it already is, it that includes class. So you can... Yeah. That already includes mm-hmm. class if you're talking about black people. Yeah. So in some regards, that excludes white people who can be poor but are not black. So yeah. that can completely excludes, you know, the, the, white, the poor white people in Baltimore to a certain degree because they don't have to deal with the fear of getting beaten down. You know, the corruption in the city happens because of all cops, you know, no matter what color they are. I read a story about a trainee uh, in the Baltimore Police Department that was murdered in an abandoned lot in Baltimore where they were not supposed to be. And that that really sums up, I think, the corruption in the city. And that's also tied into, you can translate the, the, the corruption in police departments citywide in, in, in the entire nation. Sounds like the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> I've been locked up before. I had cable television, air conditioning in jail. Yeah. Shit I don't even have today. Yeah, well, when I was in, uh, you know, county jail in Tallahassee, there was cable television. And, and uh, air conditioning. And air conditioning, yeah. It's nice. That's not bad. That sounds wonderful. Well, you know, you you, you know, but everything else has got awful. I don't care. You get food? The cheese don't melt. Cheese you know, don't melt. Cheese yeah, don't melt. <laughs> well, if you got that gun... Right, yeah. no. Seriously. If it's hot, <laughs> so I know wait, a gun is hot. I, I want to get back to the idea of this being a, a race versus class issue because I've read a few articles and I initially my knee jerk reaction to the whole thing. Because I read a few articles. Hey, you know what? That's all we can do. That's all we can do. What am I gonna do? I got my own cultural <laughs> issues to deal nah, with and my nice, own identity it's just crisis. Nice to hear. I mean, some people but, don't read. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, it's like I I read that's like it, it made my knee jerk reaction to me is like race. Immediately race. But then I read about how Baltimore is set up 
and how it's divided and how the drug war has affected people and how there are black cops that are probably some of the most ruthless cops on the police force. I was like, this is definitely much more of a class issue and a drug war issue than it is any other type of issue. And I want to hear what, what both of you guys have to say and all of us actually have to say about that. I want to knock the whole race thing out. My mom's a fucking black dude since I was four. I was raised by a guy that looks like Ice Cube. Wait, I'm sorry. Did you say your mom was black since you were four? No, she, she says I was Talking to Mike. She, Mike. My mom, I grew up with black guys. I was raised by a black dude. Okay. My little brother's a mix. I'm not racist. We both got some shit stereotypes. Yeah, yeah. Or legit. We both <laughs> got some shit going for everybody. I think we can all agree with I that. wish I was Asian because I'd be smart and good. That yeah. doesn't happen all the or time. Or Jewish. I'd be yeah, rich. Yeah, there's fucking a half w- of them a brain. I was but- the dumbest <laughs> dumbest Middle Eastern kid in my coding class. Wow. It was very difficult. Especially Dude, the Baltimore, women. Baltimore, it, it's yeah, a bad place. Awful. Yeah. they Stuff gets away all the time. Yeah. What do you mean by get away? Can you? What's that mean? I, I worked at the Hustler Club before. Okay. Uh-huh. Baltimore Street on the block. I see what did you ho- do with the Hustler Club? Are you a bouncer? I, I you was a bar back. <laughs> oh, okay. so, one of the greatest jobs ever. I got paid to look at titties and drink beer. That's not bad. Cool job. Yeah. Crazy John's is across the street. Okay. A horse is bucking in the street because back in Baltimore, they still ride mounted horses. Oh. Mm-hmm. Starts jumping around, runs to a crowd of people. They chase down some kid, beat him up, lock him up. Yeah. For I, what? what? You don't know? Because they didn't want to say the, po- the, ho- the police lost control of the horse and ran to a crowd of people. Oh, okay. The oh, so picture that you looked at today on Facebook of that guy kicking. Yeah. The guy laying in front of the limo. Yeah. That cop, I've seen him beat up multiple people. He's dead now. He's dead now. What happened to him? How'd he die? I have no idea, but I'm glad it happened. Yeah. Like he. Fair enough. When I when I've talked to people that knew him, like mm-hmm. as soon as I said, well, I work. Like, hey, I worked in Canton for a long time. Yeah. Talked to cops that came around there. Hey, I've seen this stuff happen. Told me the guy who was described him to him. Yeah, like they knew it. Like they he he was known for having problems. Mm-hmm. It's no big deal. So what about what's going on right now with these Stop riots? Stop burning down your own neighborhoods because mm-hmm. you're proving to the world the police need to do this to you. They're justified in what they're doing. They what if they burn down someone else's neighborhood? Burn down the police station. That's hard. Well, that's like asking for them to get killed. <laughs> it's already happening. That seems like it's very It's un- already no, that's happening. asking for more casualties. That's problematic it's, because, I mean, I mean, because... It's already happening. Talk, Why talk. tear down your neighborhood? Instead of going after the people who are doing you wrong, why go after? You? Why should I go after you because they're doing something to me? Because you don't, you don't have the power to do that. You have they whatever do. is available to you. No, you don't. You see, there's a that's, guy that that's got why kidnapped. There was a kid that got kidnapped on live television on CNN the other day. Whoa. They didn't even say anything. You see a buggy, you see a long line of police officers, and you see embers uh, blowing all around. It looks like a a third world country, as you described earlier. And then you see a Humvee pull up, and then the line of police officers who have plastic whatever. I watched this. This is fucking insane. Just fucking grab him. He disappeared. Yeah, they kidnapped him. That's what that is. That's a kidnapping. So you can't say... You can there's no reasonable way to say that you can you have the power or the wherewithal with the people already being a people with no power saying to go into a place and burn down another place. Yeah, they, if they, when it's already dilapidated and fucked up where you live, it's already fucked. So you're essentially burned down your property because you're like, I don't give a fuck about this shit anyway. It doesn't justify it, it doesn't make it right. Stupid. But it yeah. yeah. 
It can be whatever it is, but it's but the but the main problem is the language that surrounds it. It's like all right, rioting, call it that, whatever. Pumpkin spice, riot, whatever you want to call it. You know what I mean? It's a class thing. It's a race thing. But I also think it's ridiculous how these these problems continue to happen, and people only care about this right now. There was like a three hundred man march. This yeah. guy uh, accosted or was talking, trying to have a conversation with Greg Duraldo, and it was this was an amazing Geraldo. It was a Geraldo, whatever. He's a fucking idiot. <laughs> Greg Duraldo. Greg Duraldo's dead. But, uh, fuck him. He's a well, so yeah, he's, he's a comic. Yeah, he's, he's fucking brain dead. But this this protester who you could see was uh, involved and entrenched in, in the movement for a while, was explaining all the other events that have happened before these riots in Baltimore and essentially asking him why he was not present before then. that then and why is it getting press now. It's that because was, they, they want to see and, and promote the, the right-wing agenda that black people are, are essentially thugs instead of people who have had enough. You been in yeah. Baltimore? You know what I mean? Never, but I'm from the projects here, and every project somewhere is a project somewhere else. I'm I haven't from the seen hood. one worse here. Well, it doesn't really matter worse or not. I'm from yeah. the projects. I'm black. I think I know what it's like to be black. I don't care, Baltimore or whatever. Fuck it. Yeah. Essentially, we're dealing with the same problem here. Eric Garner was killed here. I remember when Amadou Diallo shot, my aunt called my mother and said, how many bullets does it take to kill a nigga? And that is the darkest usage of... The fucking uh, was the fucking um, was the owl from that from from the lollipop? Oh yeah, hey, how many? Yeah, how many? Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. that sounds like. So I think I know. It, it doesn't need to be. It could be in Baltimore. It could be in fucking Abu Dhabi with one black person getting killed. Are you saying yeah. it's not three? Huh? Are you saying it's not three? No, <laughs> okay, yeah, it's it. not. <laughs> or four. He got shot forty one times. Got so it. That's that's like the the limit, yeah. right? It's like, but it's, it doesn't. Once no. we stop looking, if it's white or black and killed by the police, things will make a difference. What do you yeah. mean? Right now, we keep letting it separate us. I don't think it's more separate. white people. We've already, already separated. We, because we keep letting them. No, I don't think so. What do you mean? What, what do you mean? Saying, Explain that more about letting, what, what do you mean by letting in Baltimore? Yeah, heroin's a big problem. Right. So we're gonna stop. We're gonna stop. Get you off a of dope. We're gonna open a, open a methadone clinic. Okay. Six o'clock here. The, they have it in Union Square. You go on okay, the right. Union you go Square? on the. You go on the east side of the Union Square, and all those fucked up people. They're all fucked up on methadone. When I lived in Charles Village, within ten minutes, I could walk to three of them. Yeah. And at six o'clock in the morning, there was a block long line of white people in Baltimore City getting methadone instead of dope because yeah. the city can sell it to you instead of the dope boys. As long insane. as you keep feeding the problem, it's going to be there. Going back, real, I, and I, I completely, it's fucked up. That is completely fucked up, and I agree with you. But well, I'm going, going back to the. Heroin, but I can't buy on the corner. Going back to that Geraldo Rivera video, that was what changed my opinion on this whole thing. And if anyone hasn't watched it, uh, go watch it, yeah. and then watch it again, and then watch it one more time after that. And then you'll really understand what's happening. Because the first time I watched it, I'm like, oh, this guy's just being aggressive towards Geraldo. Geraldo needs to get out of there. Second time I watched it, I'm like, no, honestly, I was like, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. as like as like someone who works like in TV and shit, uh-huh. like you have to know, like you you got to get out of the diffuse the situation. But when you're actually like in the second time, I was like, holy fuck, everything that's going on right now is just he's it, maybe this guy is completely right. I don't know if he is, yeah. but no one is paying attention. 
I mean, how do you get like? And yeah. now we are, and we are, we are paying attention to what is happening in Baltimore and what is so fucked up and going on. What the police are doing, you can no see, one gave you, a fuck before these riots. Yeah. and it sucks that you know people are burning down their own homes and they're looting their own family businesses, and that's horrible. But we all are watching now, and I think that this is something that is eventually gonna even out. It's gonna get lower, and it's gonna you know it's gonna raise uh, how we hire cops. Uh, you know how we uh, police the police, and I think this is going to start going down. Eddie, I don't, I, I honestly don't think it is. I think I don't think police training is going to fix it. I don't we'll think I don't think emotional stuff is going to fix it. Honestly, I think if you want to point to like a policy issue that could actually try to start making a difference, it's this fucking war on drugs, man. It yeah. is the war on drugs. We spend more money per year on this. Failed fucking war on drugs than going any on since other. 1992. And nothing, nothing has stopped it. All we've done is we've created more generations of people. And what do cops do? What do systems do? What do mayoral, mayoral candidates that want to become governor in Maryland do? They come in there and they run the numbers. They say, all right, we want to battle drugs. Then we got to arrest everyone. They put out a net of everyone. They arrest everybody. People talk about if they're in Baltimore driving while black. Why is that? Why is it that you get pulled over? It's not necessarily because you're black. It is because before they even think about whether you're black, they've been put out on a mission to say you need to arrest as many people as possible. And that's who are the just, easiest people to I arrest? I got something for you. There's three judges in Baltimore County that own a stake in the jail across the street from the courthouse. Oh, they own like a percentage. Yes, more yeah. people to go. The new jail in Towson is has a is owned by three of the judges in the courthouse across well, the street. That's not surprising. I mean, I don't know. That's not new information. I mean, maybe to the city of Baltimore because that's where you live. But the prison industrial complex is a huge stake it, for money. Ask and your black financial people, advisor. Black people know that. Yeah. Actually, I'll tell you this. I have a good story about this. Yeah. I on Sunday I went to a chapel with my mother. She's a she has a she's going for her master's in uh, applied theater, and so I went with her uh, to this chapel in Manhattan, and it was a play essentially about um, prisoners. They're ex convicts putting on a play about being in prison, and they were sharing their own stories. And it took place in the chapel. I later learned out. I learned about because the east and west wards uh, of the jail never see each other. So the meeting point that they would meeting point they would have is the chapel, right? So it took place in the chapel, and it was surreal to see because people don't understand and have never been to prison, right? So when you see something like that, the just how it all comes together and what people do to uh, essentially get black and brown people in jail is 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 insane because. After that, uh, after they put on the play, this lady held up an article for New York Times Sunday Review for that day, is and I actually read it before. It's 1.5 million black men between the ages of 21 and 35 are missing from civic life, mm. right? Because they are either dead or in jail. So looking from that number, if you can extrapolate and imagine, that is... People who, of course, you know, put into their own hands through through their own poverty have, have been driven to death 
or because of uh, systemic racism have been driven to prison. Yeah. So this is a very real thing. There is so, more. And, uh, the, the quick yeah. stat to help you out real quick. And I'm with you 100. percent Everything you're saying is uh, completely spot on. There are more black men incarcerated in jails and prison in America right now than were slaves in 1850. Whoa. That is a real That's fact. That's what the new Whoa. Jim Crow is about. That is yeah. a real fact. And a lot of these places are private prisons where they are building materials and making money for people and making a dollar a day, two dollars a day. I made a dollar ten. Dollar ten. Yes. When you were working in... I was ECI. ECI, what does that mean? Eastern Correctional Institute. Oh, yeah. I was in Jessup. Damn. The police got killed in the cut was by other police. Like, that's how fucked up our system is. Yeah. That's fucking nuts. I'm sorry, is this a stupid question? What's the cut? Maryland House of Corrections. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, I'm Jordan. I I'm sorry I interrupted you, but I, I don't know if... Did I, I... I don't know if you were done, but you keep preaching, buddy. Oh, no. It. No. Uh, yeah, I was, like, really fucking depressed today. I'm sorry, I was man. Like, yeah, nah, but it's all right. Other it is depressing because it's sad because there's no way. It don't there's no answer. Well, there's yeah. no way to fix it. It's yeah. crazy. There are yeah. so why many... are we still having the fucking conversation? And, that, and you're right. 1963, Eddie. we were having this conversation. And, yeah, and, that, and, that covered. My parents time went through this in the 70s in Baltimore. Yeah, the other Baltimore riots, but those were much different. And, and it's the thing the is, it's like there's no, schools. there's no people. Always are trying. We are simple creatures, and we are all looking for one answer. And the fucking problem is, there isn't one answer. There is thirty problems, at least probably thirty thousand problems that yeah. we got to fix before we even can scratch the surface of this shit. Rampant corruption, the way we promote cops, the way we pay cops, the way we've. Uh, uh, you know, systematically had racism permeate our society. The, the drug war. I mean, there's so many different layers to this problem that we have to try to approach. Yeah. That it, and we we can't. We don't have. There is not one leader that has even been able to come close to it. And I'm including our president. And we still haven't even got there yet. Also, living in a town where they had like a dog food mill and nothing going on, there was really zero chance of getting out of that town. Yeah. I knew early on, I was like, oh, well, I guess I can't party in high school. I've got to study and like get a scholarship. I was one of like a handful of kids that were able to get out. You really are designed to die. To fail. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you're poor. All right. Um, let's take uh, let's take three minutes right now. Yeah. Uh, let's get Mr. Pastrami on the line. Uh, Mr. Pastrami is going to be joining us. He's uh, he's in for now. We're going to Skype with him. Uh, let and, freedom uh, ring. And uh, Mr. Pastrami actually ran for office in Baltimore, and I talked to him for a while last night about what he thinks the problem is, and uh, uh, he was uh, he he's he's very cons he thinks it's the politicians. He doesn't blame the police or the or the people in the riots, he, he blames the people above them. And so let's get to the bottom of that pretty soon. And I want to know what that's all about. Uh, so uh, it's going to take us five minutes, but you will know the difference at home audience. So uh, talk to you in a second. Out 
Okay, now we're uh, we're back. Uh, thank you, everyone, for waiting those three seconds. Uh, and uh, we're, we're back with uh, Mr. Pastrami himself. How you doing, buddy? What's going on? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me tonight. I appreciate you coming in on our Skype. And uh, to give your credentials, uh, you actually, uh, at one point, you uh, ran for office in Baltimore, correct? Yeah, I was on the ticket for a city council seat, 2000. That's fine. Well, that's good. We don't need, we don't need, we don't need too many details for you, buddy. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, for he's uh, he's our uh, very legitimate guest uh, who used to own a couple uh, establishments in Baltimore, uh, two bars and a strip club as well. Like, uh, if I if I'm correct, right? Yeah, that's how it went. Hell yeah, man. And uh, and so you uh. You have a very distinct uh, opinion about what's going on. I was calling you last night, and uh, you gave me a lot of information that I haven't heard before and uh, how this isn't necessarily uh, the cops or it's uh, the, the people in the riots or the kids involved. It's, uh, it stems much uh, higher than that. It's the uh, politicians' fault. And uh, I would hope that uh, you could elaborate on that better than I can. Uh, but you, let's start with the mayor. The mayor, the, yeah, new, the I mean, new mayor. Ranting, you know, cut me off, but I just wanted to, you know, when I first saw this, I've been in Baltimore. I was lived in Baltimore 15 years, and I was at first I was, you know, in awe of it, and then I thought it was, um, you know, detestable, and then I just felt terribly sad, and I wanted to blame the youth, and I wanted to blame the rioters, then I wanted to blame the cops. And then I was like, no, this is an unblameable situation. This is an institutional situation, literally just pronounced and redefined by these career politicians, starting with, you have, for example, Stephanie Rawlings-Blake. She mm -hmm. is giving interviews wearing a backwards Under Armour baseball cap, sitting there saying she relates to the black youth and the projects and the urban blight. Her father was a prominent uh, politician in Baltimore. Her mother was a doctor. Uh, she was actually originally not even elected for mayor. She was elected as a city council president. And when they impeached the pre the previous mayor, uh, Sheila Dixon, who what was after she impeached the for? What's that? What was she impeached for? Gift cards. Oh my God, it was f gift cards. Then they raided her basement, found hundreds of thousands of dollars of cash, fur coats, <laughs> and back. <laughs> oh my god I fucking love it <laughs> That's what happened And you throw her out You know what happened She's still on pension You got a fancy lawyer Who got her off This is what I'm saying man another... I tell I have so many friends That they're like No I couldn't be a politician I got a troubled past I was like No I don't think you understand You need to do a lot worse shit If you really want to be a politician <laughs> You need to kill some people You need to fucking bankrupt A small neighborhood Or a small country You gotta do some shit Sorry to interrupt. This, yeah, this is the infrastructure of Baltimore. It's such a sick place. So every one of these people that you're seeing on television, they're just grandstanding assholes. They're the reason that there's limited education, that they're limited upward mobility, and each one of them sitting in a million-dollar house. And I'm going to go down the list, starting with Stephanie Rawlings-Blake. Go to the city council president, Jack Young. Do you know how many gifts? $250, $500 thousand dollars a pop i had to give this asshole so he'd stop raiding my club That's literally insane. i sent piles of money to stephanie two thousand dollars a plate to go to capitol grill yeah but you needed protection you need to be happy <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
connected, right? So they're the mafia, yeah. <laughs> they're the mafia. These people are scumbags. And every one of them, you know, listen, and then I want to make one comment about the cops. And I don't I didn't hear the previous part of the podcast. And it's a tragedy that, you know, somebody got killed. It's a tragedy that there's, you know, potential cover up in place. But those guys were handed a loaded, a loaded deck, man. There's no way the Baltimore City Police Department will ever come out in any case trying to be the security for one of the most dangerous cities in America looking good. You just can't look good. And when you have that kind of shitty leadership, it's just a product of the institution. You know, one poor black kid ends up dead and six cops shut their mouth. That's it. And everybody just stands around waving their flag, trying to be holier than now. And each one of those assholes from the community leaders right up, you know, the Dana Peterson Moores, these assholes, I was sitting there cracking up, watching them giving their interviews. Who's Dana Peterson Moore? Dana Peterson Moore was on the ethics committee for Sheila Dixon, <laughs> the mayor that got impeached. She's now the president of the liquor board coming out as the head of the Charles Village Community Association. Jeez. And she's out there saying, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, living in a million dollar house. Somehow she's back in politics again. Mm. So keep going down the list of like politicians we should hate. You got to the, the yeah. person you should pay off Talk with about a, that corruption, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm hard as fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got Mike Pauly in the room. That's straight Baltimore right there. Yeah. <laughs> no for this shit. But I mean, you got Mary Pat Clark. Look this shrew up. This is the biggest asshole of them all. You got Nick Mosby. This guy is on the street, literally giving an interview, pushing the cops back. We got this. We got this. We got this. While the lootings are just taking place. Oh, we're going to hold calm. We're going to hold calm. I want to make a comment about Billy Murphy. Who's that? He's the attorney for the black uh, for the uh, Gray's family. Now, okay. This, guy, this is the smartest guy on television. This is Johnny Cochran <laughs> in party. Yeah, what's he this, doing? Well, they gave him a character in The Wire, if you guys remember, the fancy attorney. So they come in, they mm -hmm. shake down my, my my strip club. They They take my license away. They literally take my license away. I don't know who to call. I call up Billy Murphy's firm, and I get Hassan Murphy, his scumbag son. He tells me he, tells me he wants a $25,000 retainer. A $25,000 retainer, and I'll see what he can do. Mm -mm. I went down the street to Frank Boston III, another prominent black attorney in Baltimore. I'm a big fan of prominent black attorneys in Baltimore City. Yeah. $5,000 and my license was restored two days yeah, later. You trust the black <laughs> attorney, you're good to go. <laughs> That's insane, man. So I mean, he got there, so you got to trust him. It's like, what, fucking 2%? Yeah. <laughs> no, you lawyers are black. They got to be the fucking best. Yeah. That's <laughs> you know amazing. And uh, Mr. Pastrami, uh, so you uh, you sent me this other article that was very interesting, and I would hope um, you could elaborate on is It was written by a school teacher. Uh, about how they the kids were set up basically to be in a riot that they were uh these kids were let out of school and almost directed to the mall to say that they were making a riot or being part of a riot when literally they have no other way to walk home uh is am i summing that up correctly uh yeah that was the secondhand account and from what i heard from the ground floor i had a handful of my friends that called and were like look 
Mondaman Mall, which is in West Baltimore, which is where this originally kind of broke out from a violence perspective, mm-hmm. is a predominantly it's it's a black neighborhood. It's it's right off of the transit system. There's schools there, and the kids just got stuck. They canceled the MTA. They sent a shitload of cops out to the mall, and here you have 2,000 kids stuck in West Baltimore with no way to get home, and a riot police storming after them, oh and all God. this excitement building up on social media about you know protesting. I mean, what do you expect? That's insane, man. So can uh, can I ask about Martin O'Malley because he just uh, said that he was going to run for president of the United States of America. God help us. <laughs> and can you can you just tell us how how does he relate to Baltimore and Maryland and then what is this guy like? He's an interesting case. He's Irish O'Malley, of course. You know, I actually liked him. He was great. For I really, I would have pegged him for a Jew. <laughs> I liked O'Malley. I actually didn't vote for him for governor because I wanted him to stay in Baltimore as mayor. And that was uh. selfish. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute. Everybody in Baltimore is voting our best asset out of here. Yeah, He's but leave. I, from what I understand, yeah. he was the one who really promoted this whole big net of, uh, of like, taxes. arrests. And, oh, taxes and arrests um, uh, for the entire city, no? He taxed you on rain, right? Yes. He rain tax. How did you get taxed on rain? Explain that to me. Runoff of your land. If it rains too much on your land and the water runs off and goes into a stream, they calculate the rain that year and tax you on it by how much land you have. I think the government's that smart. They do something better. Is that true? Mr. Pastrami. How I don't know about it. It just sounds like some bullshit tax that everybody's talking about. What are you mouthing to me, Cena? Mr. Pastrami. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll, uh, yeah. we'll make sure. But we'll take care of that. <laughs> the, uh, and, uh, <clears throat> all right. So, uh, get, getting back, uh, I remember you telling me one thing uh, years ago, uh, probably like six or seven years ago, that Baltimore made a deal with the electric company, and that the it would be imp- it would be increased a hundred percent or something like that, and the Baltimore almost lost electricity. Can you explain that to me and give me the quick story on that? Yeah, it was Constellation Energy mm-hmm. uh, strike the deal to give cheap power to the city for ten years. Okay, and then. And then after 10 years, the power is going to go up 100%, and there's just nothing anyone can do. So everyone's paying double for electricity now because of this? 2008. 2008, Constellation Energy gave an artificially cheap subsidized price, and every local citizen just had to eat shit. And who knows who got greased to put that Constellation contract in place? But this is what I'm talking about. This is a systemic problem, and it goes all the way down to the microcosm of this last instance. I feel terrible for the Gray family. I feel terrible for the people of Baltimore. I feel sad for the business owners. I feel sad for the frustration of the disenfranchised people. But they do it to themselves by allowing these crooks to keep making wicked deals. And as soon as some sort of fame-mongering instant comes up, you got the Mary Pat Clarks and the Stephanie Rawlings Blakes and the Nick Mosby's and and uh, the, the the Nick Youngs of the world coming out and saying, "Oh, Al Sharpton shows up." I mean, are you fucking kidding? And everybody's putting themselves on television to grandstand, and you're forgetting the issue that you're stuck in this infrastructurally sick system that's Baltimore City, 
that will never get better. That's until why we're you out there fighting out. back right now. That's why? That's why we're out there fighting back. Yeah. What can we do about it? We, we could choose between him or we could choose between him. They're both going to fuck us either way we look at it. Which one do we choose? Hey, Mike, let me ask you a question. If you were in Baltimore right now, you were still living there, what would My you be doing? My mom is happy I'm here right now. Yeah, what would you be doing? Would you be in the streets, you think? Or no, do you I'd probably think be home tonight. You'd probably be home tonight? Yeah, but if I was... Uh, actually, no, I'd probably... What about Monday? Out, I'd actually probably be outside my house because I'm a grown-ass man. You're not telling me I'm going to be home at 10 o'clock. <laughs> yeah. I'm a grown man. You're not going to tell me I'm going to be at my house at 10 o'clock. What do they do if you're not home by 10? From what I've well, heard from friends of mine who live downtown, they're, the police are riding around the neighborhoods. They're not locking people up, but you got to get back in your house. Any they crowds, also, they're breaking up. They also, they're also uh, locking down that... Uh, that that uh, curfew to certain neighborhoods. No, it's yeah. the whole city. Is it? Yeah, my my friends live there. It's the whole city. Oh. The the white neighborhoods. That's and not the black what I heard. I didn't say white or black. They're probably but not. They're probably not. That's not what they're saying. They're not saying we're locking down. You know the where, whole city. <laughs> you know where niggas live. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're Baltimore not enforcing it in hey, those neighborhoods. If you're in Rice'stown Road, run to Israel. You're good no, to go. But the curfew, if they want to apply it city. to the entire city, they're using it to what you know, essentially, white liberals would do when they want to protect or speak on the behalf of black people because they don't think they can talk for themselves is to essentially infantilize them, right? Mm -hmm. To treat them like mm -hmm. they don't have a voice. Yeah. So they're like, no, no, don't bother them. No, what are you doing? Don't beat on Johnny like that. It goes back to slavery. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's been happening for centuries. Let me ask you no, a question, it has Jordan. It has nothing to do with that. I, uh, I, I gotta, I, 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 real quick, I, I got a question for you, buddy. Yeah. It's one thing that this, uh, this particular situation has brought out more than I've ever seen before. Yeah. Is uh, you know, just from me reading Facebook comments and stuff like that, it yeah, almost seems like that. I know that's aggravating, but it's this is ridiculous. like that's the people. Those are the people I know, and it see, almost seems like people are sick of white people sticking up for black people in this kind of situation. Is that true? I'm like, what's that like? I how mean, are you supposed to do with that? I don't, I don't even, I don't even know what that is. I could take it or leave it. I don't care. Nobody has to stick up for me. I have my own voice. That's that fucking white liberal fucking white guilt bullshit. Well, what am I supposed to do? Black. Am I a bad? It, like, huh? what, it's like me doing this tonight. Uh, you know, for you know, no, the I mean, there, talking there, about there it doesn't now. need to be an apology. Either you're an ally or you're not. I mean, the fact of the situation. I'm not you say yeah. it. No, I'm not saying you are. I'm saying the fact of the matter is, Freddie Gray was black, right? Yeah. So it's not a white black thing. It's it is what he was. It is what Eric Garner was. It is what mm -hmm. Amadou Diallo is. It is what all these people are. You can say it's not a white black thing. It clearly is. No one got shot and killed at the pumpkin spice but fucking ride. Blacks still have less numbers dying. What are you talking How about? How is it a black and white thing when there's still less blacks dying than whites? What, 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 what do you mean? Numbers. More whites die every year by police than blacks do. Is that true? Every How do you know that? Year. How, How do, do we know, know that that's true? Let's, let's look Sam, that look that up. I want to see. I want to see a stat on that. that. I mean, well, that's probably yeah. just because well, the whole was the Midwest. Riots in Baltimore when the grandmother and the three grandchildren were burnt to death in her house because she called the police and the boys hustling out front. They were black. Well, this black was fat. just the straw no. that broke the camel's this back. Is decades, this goes on here. Well, you can't detract from that's a thing. You can't that's keep something. That's everybody else. It's not. It's not a blame it. game. You have to understand. It is a blame. We let people separate. If it's a us. white, if it's a, it's it, not a honestly, black Mike, 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 you gotta honestly, let them talk. You, you have to understand this, Mike. Uh, especially because I'm the only black person in the room, right? You don't have to. De you don't have to deal with uh, wondering whether or not it was because you were white. 
if it if if something happens to a white person and and a, a police officer destroys them they have to deal with the fact that uh it they it was something they did De- being being a person of color being a black person is always having a double consciousness it's like did i do that it was that was that on me or was it because I was black? So you have to look in those numbers. I don't know what those numbers are. I, I highly doubt Sam that. was just looking it up. She said it's not. Uh, she doesn't have microphones. I'm speaking for it. It's uh, not a proven fact. There, uh, There is no. I guess they haven't released. That doesn't even. I don't want to speak about. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I don't no think that's that's to. a non-issue. That's a non. It really is a non-issue because yeah. we make it racist. No, people. we're talking about the we're cops. We're all American. At the end of the we're day. talking it's about the police yeah. and the government against sure. the citizens. Yeah, we right, are right, one right. people. Yeah, exactly. And we, we we let the government and the police separate us into white, black, Hispanic, so that we can't stand together against the injustice. No, it's very clear. I'm very we clear let it what I separate am. who we are. <laughs> I don't think I, I think that's a very clear distinction in America that we live in t- in a divided America. You can talk about it being a united front or whatever the case is, and be- as a white person, that sounds nice to say, but you can't tell me for one moment while I'm in the projects walking in my neighborhood, which has CCTV, which has uh, cameras watching me at every moment while I'm crossing the street, a police car, I have to think whether or not this police car is letting me pass because they're giving me the right of way and they're being nice or they want to see my face. And that's not a distinction you have to you have to think about ever. So we my live in a divided America, and that and you can address it. But I want to make it very clear that I'm not thinking about this simplistically as white black. I'm thinking about this as a black person experiencing a, you're not living in a white America. Yeah, yeah this is all because America. I am the most American person in this room. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> you're this, standing for what our forefathers did a hundred years ago, two hundred years ago. The people acting acting a fool. Are doing what we should have did before. They're standing so? up and fighting. Yeah. They're just going about the wrong way. Instead of fighting yeah. back the police, right, they're so tearing they down do. their own community. They're sure. doing what they need to do. They're just in the wrong direction. Yeah, it is in the wrong direction. I totally agree with you. Fight on that back point. against the people doing wrong to you. Don't record it on your phone when you see the police beating the shit out of somebody. Go after them. You, no, because if you won't you keep them in check, what? we that will. That doesn't make any sense. Wait, at go all. after the police? Is that, if you want to record on your phone you have the police to. beating the shit out of somebody, help the person out. No, you fight can't, him. You can't help the person. Th- Why th- can't you? I think one of the... No, because then, that, then that, that means you're aiding and abetting like, uh, a, quote, if, if criminal. If the police is committing a crime, we yeah. have the right as United States citizens to make our citizens arrest. Yeah, but the... We rea- can do that. The reality, the police though, are breaking the law you have no, no, no. attacking someone, you can stop it and make a change yourself. Yeah. The rea- are you willing to take the, that the risk? The reality of the, of the situation doesn't help. I don't care if you're white, black, or Superman. A cop will nightstick you if you... They're the doing it anyway. The, yeah, I understand. I, I listen. They're doing it anyway, I so think, why not help somebody to record Mike, it? Mike, give, just, give Cena a second to explain what he's saying. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I just think if you just think about the way in which an arrest happens... Right, and you you know this. I know. I have been arrested. I have been arrested and thrown in a small cell, and it was. I made a lot of jokes. How many years? Well, how many years? I've done a couple. It was point zero 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 one years. I think is what uh, it was. But I, I listen. I'm not trying to you know swing dicks with you here at, by any means. But your approach to what you're saying, I think, is incorrect on a very fundamental level. If you, even as a white guy, saw someone getting arrested unlawfully in any way and you went to go aid that person as opposed to filming that person, right, getting arrested unlawfully, 
you would not be able to make any difference at all. In fact, you would probably injure yourself or get incarcerated even worse than the other person. The problem in this country and in the the enforcement system is that the beat cop that we have today has more control over probable cause than any other human being in this country. You think they have more a smart con- man? No, I'm not talking about Einstein. I'm talking about the Constitution. I'm talking about how a cop can arrest Second you Amendment. for anything, right? Second the cop Amendment. can arrest you for anything. Go ahead, pull your gun out on a police officer. See how Their that fucking turns legal. out. There's states that that's legal. Listen, take but deadly you're really, police. You're really, we're all and the on the police same page. in those states do not have the problems they do with the citizens. In There's which not Vermont, Verm- Vermont, Texas, Florida. Right. Police are not beating the shit out of people there because you have the castle law where you can protect yourself with deadly force against anyone. Now, right. you shoot somebody and you're wrong, you're fucked. Right. But that if, turns if you out can really prove well it, all the time. It does. No, Come on now. When's the last time? What about, what about Trayvon Martin, for Come Christ's on, sake? Trayvon, dude. Trayvon Martin wanted to live that life he got what he deserved. No, uh, you uh, no, there no, it you're is. done. That's over, buddy. No, <laughs> no, none of that. I'm not dealing. I'm not putting that on the show. Or, well, I mean, like, it, that's not ridiculous. He wanted to be that's a thug. Probably, you probably no. didn't live that what life. You think you, what happened? You, did Dave, you also, Dave, did Dave. you also, did you, did you, did you, oh, so with that. The guy got choked out on Staten Island. With that logic. That police should be in prison. Dude. So what makes yeah. it so so following that logic, do you think uh Walter Scott stole those five bullets? Who's Walter Scott? Exactly. I don't, I don't know who exactly. he is. Exactly. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's uh, you, know, you, you can't say something like that. I mean that was a blatant murder that someone was shot yeah, in the back. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's Listen, that Trayvon just, Martin thing is. Everyone's got disgusting. their experiences, everyone's yeah. got their point of view. I understand that. But I'm telling you a very clear and stark reality as a person who is a lawyer and educated in the law. You are going to get fucked yes. if you go after a police officer in the course of him arresting yes. someone. You will get shot in the brains. Yes. I don't care if you are Superman. You're done. So how is that helping anybody? Kryptonite bullets. What's bullets. burning out your neighborhood? No, 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 no. We're not talking about that. You said, should I yes. film something versus should I go engage yes. this person? If- and you're telling me that I should go engage this person as opposed to the great video work that I've seen civilians do. And by the way, hold your iPhone in landscape, not in portrait, because it does not work that way. Make sure you have enough pixels to get an indictment. Okay, what you're saying (laughs) is absolutely 100% incorrect. And you're a nice guy. How many but times you watched the Rodney King beating? It was the whole thing was taped. They still got yeah. away with it. Let me it. tell you. Okay, no, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. Stop yelling. Now Stop you're yelling. We can't hear how wrong he is. No, no, no. See, this is I'm why. I'm an asshole. People don't no, no, know what this, I have to say. This is why. This you want to hold the police capital punishment? No, no. Hold yourself to a first. Let's pause. Let's talk about the Rodney King thing. You want to bring up Rodney King? Man, you're in my zone. I'm so happy I drank all this espresso today. The feds shot the guy's wife holding the baby. If we, if we let me break down. If we, we're talking at the this. same time. It's unusable. Oh. Rodney right? King. Let me break down why Rodney King failed right now. Why that case failed? Because the defense attorney in that case, the people defending the police officers, right? Everyone saw that videotape, right? Everyone here, everyone at home, mm-hmm. everyone saw that videotape. Very clearly self-evident, right? But there are in one second, there are twenty-four frames in one second when you film a piece of footage. What that defense attorney did in the courtroom against the government uh, attorney who was not very savvy about video work. The the defense attorney slowed the video down to frame by frame. And when you do it 1 24th of one second and you move it 1 24th, 2 24ths. 
As that m- one frame moved, they said, oh, Rodney King, his back raised up in this next frame. He was a threat to the police officer because he was moving towards them. There is no mental, cognitive, actual thought that can happen in 124th of a second to create that circumstance. So you're, what you're saying is so far off the motherfucking I'm reservation saying, that it is offensive for you to come in I'm here saying, and say it. these things. Take action. No. Taking action is all we can do. We need to educate do ourselves. Don't are ourselves. Do something about it. We need to educate ourselves in both how we approach these issues with video in a court of law, which is a policy matter and a, a legislative matter that we can we can choose to fix on in the ballot box, which is another whole fucking issue. But actually engaging a police officer while he's doing an unlawful arrest? No. Get your phone out. Put it in the fucking landscape position. Film that shit. Put it online. That is the best way to fight this shit. Yeah, it's insane watching the Walter Scott video because he pulls up at the exact moment when they are in the struggle and you see Walter Scott running away from the officer very slowly, I might add. Yeah. <laughs> which is almost <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, slow as fuck slow as and and it was almost the kind of I can almost imagine a different scenario where a chase and suit where they're so fucking fat no offense Eddie and Mike where if <laughs> where if I'm a, fat too <laughs> a chase ensued I mean we would still we we wouldn't have another black man, which essentially you know, is on another roster of black men who essentially who, who seemingly die every day. And if it wasn't you for know. video, if it wasn't for the Rodney King thing, you know, we'd still be in a place that Lord knows how many people died in the hands of police before a video was existed. Absolutely, before right. we could start filming it. You know, that was uh, back in the ni- early nineties, eighties, seventies. God knows what happened to those poor fucking sons of bitches, you know, and like, and that's, you know, now we have a tool where we can actually fight back, and so we should be using it. But they're still getting away with it. They're, it's getting a little bit better. We're at a least little, talking not, about it now. It's at least in enough. the news. Before it wasn't in the news what when people want? were killing, cops were killing black people a lot more in 1975, in 1985. You know, now we can actually fight against it. Against, and the only thing that's actually helped us—I can't believe I'm saying—is fucking technology. You know, and it's like, and it's like, it It takes a long time to wake up when you're real hungover, and America's got a real bad hangover right now about all this violence, and we're just waking up to it now. All right, and now, guys, we gotta, we gotta calm down a second. All right, I'm putting a pause on this whole thing. We all gotta come back. (laughs) Because this is not what our show is supposed to be about, and obviously this is very fucked up, and everyone has a lot of crazy opinions. I enjoy the dialogue. I like the dialogue too. I like talking about it, but that's not, we are we supposed to find some kind of good. Let's take a deep breath. You know, let's like take a cleansing breath here. You know, and let's see, like, and I want to start with Mr. Pastrami again here, and I want to know, like, what's like, what's the good that could possibly come out of this? And everyone's going to get their moment to speak, and I would appreciate it if no one interrupted anybody while they spoke for this last closing thoughts of the show here. All right? And let's all get our last final thoughts out, and we'll, this is not interrupt each other. Honest opinion, and we'll put a clock on it. If it goes too long, Sam will raise her, raise her fucking hand and tell us to stop. But um, I would like to start off with Mr. Pastrami, and uh, you know, just tell us like what can come out of this. Is this the right move? Uh, and, and then at the end, I want you to say something really nice about Baltimore. 
Because I think the people in Baltimore who are going to be listening to this, and we have some listeners there, I think they need a little cheering up and reminding why their city is great. And so if you can help out with that too, I'd really appreciate it. Um, I love Baltimore. I want to start with that. I consider Baltimore my home. I spent half my life in that town. So as critical as I am, I had one of the most incredible experiences. Uh, you know, it's dirty. It's in the dumps. It's a grimy joint. But everybody in that town is there together. And that's that's the heart of Baltimore. That's the part that, you know, if you can see the people that aren't jumping up to get their faces on television, you know, the Baltimore literacy uh, campaign, the, the local ministers, uh, the youth leaders, like those are the guys, those are the unsung heroes, not those assholes grandstanding on television. You know, a positive that can come is that those people get exposed and there is some infrastructural change and then there's going to be some sort of communication some sort of dialogue some sort of education and hopefully hopefully with a prayer a trickle down to you know the rest of the baltimore society that just needs a hand at this point their frustration needs to be heard so if there is a positive you know monday was a tragedy uh monday may have not been the right thing but but in fact you know people's voices were heard they set some shit on fire. They caused a ruckus. Um, I have two friends that had businesses that were damaged. But you know what? People got their voice out. I think Tuesday was a calmer day. Wednesday was calmer than that. And, um, you know, it took people flipping out to just make some noise. And in their defense, Baltimore, it wasn't a Ferguson situation. You know, it wasn't a militarized zone. Uh, there weren't further murders. There weren't further physical confrontations. There was... There was, you know, some issues, but it was mostly destruction of property. It was frustration. It was people crying out. So, you know, I want Baltimore to rally together. Um, you know, the place is grimy, but it's, but it's our grimy. You know, it, it's, it's, it's our shithole. And, um, you know, as a message I've heard that to the before. Rest- I've heard people say that about Baltimore before. It's our shithole. It's but- our shithole, you know. Get out if you don't like it. I relate to that place. You know, I'm there with you. And everybody there loves it for itself. So it's, it's the police are a function of that dysfunction. And I said it before, I felt like those guys got a loaded deck, you know, unfortunately a young black youth died in their custody and those guys lawyered up, you know, and that's just what happened. And that's, that sucks, but that's just what you got to do. And I think they're going to come back together. They'll rebuild, you know, a couple of cars, a couple of storefronts, they'll be back. And the city's been through worse and it's always been, you know, a, a center, you know, from MLK, from, you know, civil rights. I mean, that is a hotbed, you know, for change and for civil liberties and for, you know, education and forward thought. So from the Underground Railroad, literally, and Harriet Tubman passing through that joint, you know, this is just another notch in Baltimore's belt to be, you know, the centerpiece of race discussions, of minority discussions. And, you know, I'm proud of them. I'm proud of them because it could have been a bazillion times worse um, I hope justice comes. Uh, Billy Murphy's a scumbag, but I hope that he gets to the bottom of it and represents those pe- uh, represents the family. And he's he's a he's the smartest guy on on in the room. If anybody underestimates that guy, I'm I'm actually excited for him to put those assholes under the microscope. You know, and and one final comment. I know I've been rambling. No, I've no, had, you're doing great, buddy. I've had interactions with Florida cops. I told you this last night, Eddie. You know, I got shaken down. I got smacked around. I got put in handcuffs in Florida. You got maced I, for no reason. 
mess with for no reason SWAT team. I was drinking a beer at 17 years old. I got stopped. I wasn't even using a fake ID. I mean, I had all kinds of shit with Florida cops, a bunch of rednecks. In New York, I felt like every corner I turned, there was a cop literally trying to throw me in jail. In Baltimore, it was kind of a complacency. If you weren't, and this is coming from a white male perspective, uh, and I'm sure others will disagree, but if you weren't out, and maybe Mike, if he doesn't offend anybody, can comment on it. If you weren't trying to, you know, shoot somebody or run, you know, eight balls of heroin through the joint, they kind of just let you go. And I had tons of interaction with the Baltimore police, and it was the most relaxed uh, interactions I've ever had with cops. And I hate to be the one guy to defend the Baltimore City Police at this time, but I just want to give them that courtesy because, you know, I, I've never been treated with more disdain in Florida and in New York, but, you know, my three stomping grounds in Baltimore – multiple interactions with cops and each one of them was complacent was subtle which you know was logical and i don't know those are my thoughts on it and I, i'm rooting for baltimore i always will I and uh, i'm are, sad man. and then i hope they i think we them. all actually uh whether we realize it or not kind of feel the same on this situation and i think we all are rooting for baltimore and it's very sad what's going on but we agree more than we disagree i think today. yeah yeah and then uh you know it's it's it just you know there's needs to be and it's it's because it's such a powerful thing. And, you know, and it's like the 1960s again. And there's got to be something that happens. And, you know, that's what that's what I think is great about this. I'd say, you know, I think that, you know, this is finally something where, you know, everyone's kind of coming together. My mom, you know, like, is like, this is horrible. You know, this is god awful. This needs to stop. You know, so it's just like, you know, when you think about stuff like that, it's just everyone knows. Everyone knows this is bad. Even the cops know. If you talk to them, they're scared for their fucking life. You know, and, and it's, you know, and I would be too. And it's, you know, and, and it's, they don't know what to do and we don't know what to do because there's no protocol for this. This isn't in the rule books. And I don't know, obviously none of us know how to fix it. And I think this is finally, you know, we're finally in a place where we can open a dialogue and we can try to figure out how to fix it. And um, if, if we can just keep moving around, uh, Mike, uh, if you don't mind, if you don't mind uh, giving your thoughts on what makes Baltimore great and, you know, and, and why these riots uh, are actually helping, I would I would appreciate to hear it as a man from Baltimore, as a man like who grew up in the streets of Baltimore and spent some time in jail around there. And like, you know, <laughs> I spent more time than just in jail. I, I know in prison. You've been two no, years inside. You it, were inside for two good. years, you know, and that's fucking is, crazy. It, it and you is. didn't deserve it, man. And, you know, to be honest, like, you, your sentence shouldn't have been what it was. And it that's should, fucked up. should have got more. Oh, come on. For other things. But, no, seriously, <laughs> it, is bring, it is bringing the neighborhood together. People yeah. are out there doing stuff. The kids are just out there riding. The kids ain't going to school today. They're out there cleaning neighborhoods up. Yeah. People do love the city. There are people standing in front of the police lines right I've now. I've seen that. It's beautiful. Tired. They don't want to happen. They know things need to change, but they know tearing your own neighborhood apart isn't going to make it happen. It, it'll be all right. We've been through worse. Yeah. We're the land of the free, home of the brave. That song came from my city. Yeah. And we're always going to be all right. Orioles going to make the playoffs? Of course. <laughs> Jordan, man, you got some final thoughts for us, buddy? Uh, yeah. Um, I don't I don't really have. i never been to Baltimore. One time I was supposed to go to a Black Wax Museum with this uh, youth program I was with, and I fell asleep and missed it's it. Pretty cool place. <laughs> Black uh, Wax Museum? Blacks and Wax is on North Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> it's old firehouse. It's old firehouse. I've been there. I've been there. It's cool. 
Black Swag's actually a really cool place. It's like Madame Tussauds, but just with old black people, civil rights leaders or something like that. Yes, it's exactly what it's like. That's awesome. Is it good? Are they realistic? Or is it, you know? No, that city's artistic, man. You got to give Baltimore credit. It's a very artistic city. It's a creative city. I'll say this. Uh, It doesn't necessarily have to be about Baltimore as much of the situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I I don't really uh, I don't know. I feel, I feel like uh, to a certain degree, like I, I'm I'm proud of where I'm from, from Queens or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I don't really over identify uh, too much with where I'm from when something happens everywhere. Like people will talk about and try to compare Ferguson to Baltimore. Ferguson, what happened in Ferguson happened in Baltimore. Regardless, uh, regardless of who of of the situation, what was involved, um, the fact of the matter is, they're the same thing that happened to them happened to Walter Scott. They are dead. They are yeah. murdered. There are also 1.5 million black men missing from civic life because they're either dead or in jail, and that's the harsh fact. And I feel like. I don't really know how I feel about, uh, I guess, well, my my place in America as a person of color. I I feel it like in my body, in the 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 fact that uh, it it makes me uh, feel very dark. No pun intended. Shouldn't even have to say it's a joke, <laughs> but uh, and yeah, I don't. I just carry a weight knowing that um, I'll have a. Uh, shorter lifespan or someone has a idea of me because of the color of my skin heart that's disease a, gotta watch out for heart disease i mean all of it um also i wanted to make a quick point i wanted to get this no young, man this is your this, this is your form man i, I want wanted you to, say to get this you uh this young man's name who was essentially kidnapped his name is um joseph kent there was a video online you can look it up he um there there was a it says, oh, oh, now it says he's a free man. Baltimore attorney Stephen Beattie tweeted this morning that his client, Joseph Kent, is a free man. Kent was held at the Baltimore Central Booking and Intake Center since his controversial arrest on Tuesday night. So on Tuesday night, this young man was um, was was walking uh, a line uh, next to a whole bunch of police officers, and it looked like a war zone. Yeah. Just him lonely by himself. He's a college student in his city, uh people in his neighborhood he's no been, weapon in he, hand. No I watched the hand. video. The, the the people in his uh his his in his neighborhood have essentially called him Martin Luther King Jr. with tattoos and gold fronts. Which mm-hmm. I thought was a really nice descriptor. <laughs> and also for the times it's it's current. I mean he's a young person. But that shouldn't even have to be described. But uh I thought it was very interesting. well, you can see the video there's a Humvee that pulls up, and then they rush him, and then they grab him. So I, I really wanted to know what happened to that young man. In the cent- and apparently his uh, attorney tweeted out this morning that he was uh, safe. And it, the, the C- it was crazy because the CNN reporters didn't even say anything. It happened right in front of them. And is oh, essentially CNN, a kidnapping. By the way, I used to love CNN. I had to oh. delete the app. That's the worst corrupt Fucking like everyone yells about Fox News. Throw some hate towards CNN while you're at it. I was gonna say if it wasn't Geraldo there, it might have been. Might as well have just been CNN. Yeah, absolutely. 
It says, um, it says, uh, the whereabouts of Kent, who was a prominent figure in the Ferguson protests of last year, remained unknown until earlier this morning when Baltimore attorney Stephen Beattie tweeted that the young protest- protester was at the Baltimore Central Booking and Intake Center awaiting processing. Lots and, of people were held for 48 okay. hours instead of 24 with no charges and then released. And that is a fucked up thing that mm-hmm. happened. A lot of those people were press and they barely got fed and it was you know, there's no reason for that. And it's you know against the Constitution. None of those people can afford counsel to sue properly either. Well, he's safe now, but in the way that they did it was, was terrifying. Terrifying. Yeah. It was- all right, guys, we got to keep moving. Um, Amber, what all do you right, think? Uh, the brightest side of all this is, you know, Hairspray is a great musical and it's probably going to go on tour after this. Morning, <laughs> <laughs> Baltimore. It's <laughs> a great musical, you know what I mean? Cena, man, uh, let's yeah. close this out, buddy. I'm so happy. Listen, I, I, as fired up as I got, I'm so happy we could get fired up and do it in this room, and, and I hope we can all hang out and do this, and I, and I want us to scream and yell at each other because, frankly, I don't think we do enough of that in this country and do it in a friendly way at the end of the night where we all shake hands and smoke some weed. Absolutely. Thank you so much, everybody. Um, I'm Ed Larson. Uh, that's Cena John, Amber Nelson, uh, Jordan. Uh, thanks so much, buddy, for coming in and uh, talking to us, man. Hey, thanks um, a lot for having me, buddy. And you're um, at Jordy Ploy on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you want to promote? You got any shows? You hosting anything coming up soon? No. No? Uh, you just keeping it? I just, I'm just trying to stay alive. I'm hustling quietly. <laughs> and uh, also making protest jokes. Sunday, actually, if you're going to be on Fifth Avenue, I actually really plan to do this. I put this on my Facebook this earlier is perfect. this Promote week. this, man. I'm promoting this. I don't know if it's going to be on Fifth Avenue or not, but I'm actually borrowing a white baby from my friend. Uh, it's his. I have a white baby. I'm going to get his, his, his daughter or son or whatever, a white baby, and I'm going to strap it to me in a baby bajorn and walk into uh, 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 Saks Fifth Avenue and my friend Matt Ott does this thing called Comedians in Publics where comics just go into public places with a microphone and he tapes it and they do comedy at people, essentially. It's an yeah. ambush show. So I'm going to walk in this Saks Fifth Avenue with this baby, white baby strapped to me as a bulletproof vest for judgment and, <laughs> and um, tell uh, several protest jokes I have. I have a satirical bit about dead on on black men as a trading card game as well as my arrest and uh, the Eric Garner protest and another joke I came up with this week. So if you're going to be around about 3 p.m. on Sunday, 3, 4 p.m. I'm going to come. Well, it's already, this might not air then, but... Uh, be on the lookout for it on YouTube. My name is Jordan Temple, and I plan to do this, if not Sunday, then definitely next week before they kill another black man. And I, I will have this white baby strapped to me, and it will be great. Mike, man, thank you so much for coming yeah, thanks, by, buddy. buddy. I appreciate your real-ass opinion and your and your inside uh, view of something to, from a place that none of us could ever see or have seen before. And uh, you know, and I would, and I, would, I appreciate you coming in and talking yeah, to man. us and, and being honest Thank and you. and not holding back your opinion. Well, you know, course. whether I agreed with anything you said or not, I appreciate the fact that you came in and you were and you were real to us. I do too. Thank you. The fact that you like it means I probably said something good. Yeah. Yeah. And for you conspiracy people, these rides are starting. So Obama can take a third term. Ah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Mr. Pastrami, what's up? I man, thank you so much, buddy. Good luck with everything you got going on. Uh and uh we love you. We miss you, man. 
please come back and see us and be on again. You're always a, a, a wonderful guest and a, and a great personal friend of mine. You mean the world to all of us, uh, mostly me and my mother. But uh, <laughs> we, uh, it, uh, you're, you're a pleasure to be around, buddy. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. I love you. Thank you for the discussion. I love you, too, yeah. man. All right. We'll talk tomorrow, okay, buddy? Good night, Mr. Pastrami. Good night. I love you, Pastrami. Good night. I love you. All right, Sam. Thank you for being a wonderful uh, mediator here. I think you did a better job than I did. And taking out, uh, taking us out today is a song by Deer Tick. Uh, I love this song. Uh, you know what? And it's just, it's not really a protest song. It's nothing. But the name of the song is Baltimore Blues Number 1. It just felt... Uh, oddly appropriate today So let's uh, let's hear this song And check out more Deer Tick Man they're a great fucking band And uh, let's get stoned And fucking remember that we're all friends And you know And uh, y'all be good to each other Alright This has been the brighter side Let's fucking change Woo! Let's try to change this world Let's do something right I don't know shows like the one you just listened to go to cavecomedyradio.com the legends are true overwhelming power sauce of destiny yes the most legendary sauce has arrived as mcdonald's transforms into the anime world of wickdonald's the greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili wickdonald's sauce to make your 10-piece wicknuggets fries and sprite ultra powerful unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at wickdonald's ba-da-ba-ba-ba go and participate in mcdonald's for a limited time while supplies last in a fast-paced world Every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.